ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so this chapter now is باب النهي عن سب الريح the chapter regarding the impermissibility of cursing the wind. The impermissibility of cursing the wind. As Sheikh Al-Fawzan says regarding this particular chapter, هَذَا الْبَابِ مِنْ جِنْسِ الْأَبْوَابِ السَّابِقَةِ الَّتِي فِيهَا النَّهِ عَنْ سَبِّ الدَّهْرِ This particular chapter is similar, the same type, as the previous chapter which was talking about or some of the previous chapters that were talking about the impermissibility of cursing time. There was a chapter that spoke about the impermissibility of cursing time. And there was a chapter that spoke about the impermissibility of saying, if only, if only this and if only that, وَالنَّهِيُ عَنْ قَوْلِ لَوْ وَالنَّهِي عَنِ التَّنْجِيمِ And there was a chapter regarding the prohibition of getting involved in star signs and the link between stars or the supposed link they claim between stars and the events of this earth. كُلُّ مَا فِيهِ إِضَافَةُ الْأَشْيَاءِ إِلَى غَيْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ فَإِنَّهُ مَنْهِيٌ Any affair whereby you are going to attribute the affairs to other than Allah, then it is prohibited. لِأَنَّ الْأُمُورِ كُلَّهَا بِيَدِ اللَّهِ Because all of the affairs, everything which occurs, is in the control of Allah. So in any situation when you begin to affirm and attribute events or affairs to other than Allah, then that becomes from the prohibited matters. وَهُوَ خَالِقُهَا وَمُدَبِّرُهَا And Allah is the creator of all of those affairs, and the one who controls everything. فَتُضَافُ إِلَيْهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى So all of the matters of this world, all of the events that occur, all of these affairs, they are attributed to Allah. وَلَا تُضَافُ إِلَى غَيْرِهِ لَا إِضَافَةَ سَبٍ وَلَا إِضَافَةَ مَدْحٍ And these affairs like the wind, etc., they are not attributed to others besides Allah, neither in terms of cursing nor in terms of praising. لِأَنَّ فِي هَذَا تَنَقُّصًا لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ Because in doing that, you are detracting from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِسْنَادُ الْأُمُورِ إِلَىٰ غَيْرِهِ And you will end up attributing affairs to other than Allah. And that is impermissible. The wind and all of the events and the decree, it is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you cannot attribute that to other than Allah. وَكَمَا سَبَقَهُ and as it has been mentioned before, 
أنه إذا اعتقد أن هذه الأشياء تصنع هذه الأشياء أو تحدثها فهذا شرك أكبر لأنه شرك في الربوبية If a person believes other than Allah, someone else creates or brings about these events or these affairs, then that is major shirk. That would be shirk in rububiyyah, believing that there are others besides Allah who control or create the affairs. وَإِن كَانَ لَا يَعْتَقِدُ ذَلِكَ بَلْ يَعْتَقِدْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْخَالِقُ الْمُدَبِّرُ وَإِنَّمَا نَسَبَ هَذِهِ الْأَشْيَاءِ إِلَى هَذِهِ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ مِنْ بَابِ أَنَّهَا أَسْبَابٌ فَقَطْ فَهَذَا يَكُونُ مُحَرَّمًا وَيَكُونُ مِنْ أَشْرِكِ الْأَصْغَرِ If a person however realizes and understands that these matters, they are from Allah, but he attributes them to others besides Allah, in terms of these others being the causal factors, then that is still impermissible. Because it is still not them that are the causal factors. These may be means that Allah has created, but you don't attribute the affairs to the means. The affair, the matter, the decree, whatever it is, is still to be attributed to Allah, not to the means. So that would be minor shirk because the person understands it is from Allah, but he is attributing it to the means when he should be attributing the matter to Allah. حَتَّى إِنَّ إِبْنَ عَبَّاسِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا To the extent that Ibn Abbas رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا كَمَا سَبَقَ جَعَلَ قَوْلَ الرَّجُلِ كَانَتِ الرِّيحُ طَيِّبَةِ وَكَانَ الْمَلَّاحُ حَاذِقًا جَعَلَ هَذَا مَنِ اتِّخَاذِ الْأَنْدَادِ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ We've already seen the statement of Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما previously when he said that a person who makes the comment that the winds were favorable the winds were favorable and the sailors were professional and expert a person who claims it is due to the favorable winds and the expertise of the sailors that has saved them from the storm on the ocean. Ibn Abbas said, you have made partners alongside Allah because you are now attributing your salvation to the favorable winds and to the smartness and the precision and the skill of the sailors. And that is incorrect because your salvation was due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saving you, not because of the favorable winds in of themselves, not because of the skill of the sailors, all of that is from Allah, the favorable winds that came, and the skill of the sailors that they have. أَمَّا نِسْبَةُ الْأَشْيَاءِ إِلَىٰ غَيْرِهِ فَهَذَا شِرْكٌ إِمَّا أَكْبَرُ وَإِمَّا أَصْغَرُ so attributing things to other than Allah can either be major shirk if you believe those things in of themselves are the creators. Or it can be minor shirk when you know it is Allah who is the creator, but you attribute it to these other things due to them being the means. You understand that they are the means, but you attribute the affairs to them. That is minor shirk. 
Even though they are the means, you are supposed to attribute the affair to Allah, not attribute the affair to the to the means. So the Shaykh says, الواجب على المسلمين أن ينتبهوا لذلك. What is binding upon the Muslims is that they pay attention to this. لأنه يكثر على الألسنة الآن مدح الأشياء وأنه بفضلها حصل كذا وكذا. Because it is common practice amongst the people these days that they praise certain things saying it is due to this or due to that, that this occurred and that occurred. Like that common phrase, they say it is due to the favorable winds, due to the favorable winds that we managed to save ourselves in our boat from the ocean storm. That type of comment is not correct. That type of comment is not correct and it should not be made. It is not due to the favorable winds. Those favorable winds, they are from Allah. So you attribute your salvation to Allah. These types of statements are commonplace amongst the people these days. The shaykh mentions, therefore the Muslims need to be very careful with their tongues and make sure that they are not making comments of this nature, attributing the affairs to other than Allah, even if it is only to the means. Because means, no doubt they exist. We don't deny that means to things exist. You want to achieve something, you want to obtain something, yes, there are means to get you to that. But you don't attribute the end result to the means. You attribute that to Allah. The means are simply means that lead you to it. So the shaykh says, Naam, Allah has made means to getting things, to doing things. But who is the one who created those means for you? That is Allah. Hence, you attribute the affairs to Allah and you do not attribute them to the means. When is there a situation when you do attribute the affairs to the person doing it? When they attribute to Allah and then participate. No. An instance where you do attribute the action to where it came from. A person's own actions. Your own actions are attributable to yourself. Yes, it is Allah who created everything, no doubt about that. But your actions, your sin that you do, your good that you do, they are your actions. So the Shaykh says, إِلَّا الْأُمُورَ الَّتِي مِنْ أَفْعَالِ الْإِنسَانِ مِثْلُ الطَاعَاتِ وَمِثْلُ الْكُفَرِ وَالْمَعَاصِي وَالْفُسُوقِ وَالْتَعَدِّ عَلَى النَّاسِ فَهَذِي تُنْصَبْ إِلَى الْمَخْلُوقِ These are attributed to you. Yes, Allah is the one who created everything and created all of the affairs. But your actions are attributed to you. لأنها أفعاله وجنايته وهو محاصب عليها وإن كان الله قدرها. Allah is the one who decreed all of the affairs and what you do, but what you do is attributable to you, and you will be accountable upon your actions. So from that angle, they are attributed to you. You will be accountable upon what you do, and you will be given reward upon what you do. So in that way, those actions are attributable to yourself. Even though it is Allah who decreed the affairs and created the affairs. 
Then we come to the first narration here عن أبي ابن كعب رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا تصب الريح فإذا رأيتم ما تكرهون فقولوا اللهم إنا نسألك من خير هذه الريح وخير ما فيها وخير ما أمرت به أو أمرت به ونعوذ بك من شر هذه الريح وشر ما فيها وشر ما أمرت به صححه الترمذي In this narration it mentions that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said لا تصب الريح Do not curse the wind Do not curse the wind فإذا رأيتم ما تكرهون And if you witness or come across that which you dislike from the wind, if you come across unfavorable affairs occurring from the wind to you, then say, Allahumma inna nas'aluka, Oh Allah, we ask you, min khayri hadhihi al-riyah, from the good of this wind, from the best of this wind, wa khayri ma fiha, and from the goodness that is within it, wa khayri ma umirat bihi, and from the goodness of what it has been commanded with. وَنَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ هَذِهِ الْرِيحِ And we seek refuge in you from the evil of this wind. وَشَرِّ مَا فِيهَا And from the evil that is within it. وَشَرِّ مَا أُمِرَتْ بِهِ And from the evil of what it is commanded with. So the Prophet ﷺ when he said, لَا تَسُبُّ الْرِيحِ This is a prohibition. A prohibition. Meaning, لا تشتموا الريح ولا تذموها وتلعنوها. Do not curse the wind, abuse the wind. Do not curse or dispraise or criticize or abuse the wind. كما كان عليه أهل الجاهلية. Just like the people in the times of جاهلية used to do. كانوا نعم أنهم كانوا يسبون الريح إذا جاءت على غير رغبتهم. If the wind came in a manner that was not suitable to them, it came in a manner of strength or direction or whatever it may be, in a manner that was not suitable to them, then they would curse the wind. And what is binding upon a person is, if something occurs to you that you dislike, something occurs to you that you dislike, be it in the wind, then you do not curse the wind or others, but you hold yourself accountable first. Examine yourself first. Examine your own state. لِأَنَّهُ مَا أَصَابَهُ هَذَا الْمَكْرُوهُ إِلَّا بِسَبَبْ فِعْلِهِ أو بِسَبَبِهِ وَبِفْعْلِهِ Because this evil which has occurred has not occurred to you except due to your own actions. Due to your own actions. فَيُحَاسَبْ فَيُحَاسِبْ نَفْسَهُ So he must hold himself accountable. وَيَتُوبْ إِلَى اللَّهِ And repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ And what has occurred to you from the calamity, it is due to what your hands have earned for yourselves. Due to what your hands have earned for yourselves. بِمَا كَسَبَتْ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ 
فالواجب أن الإنسان لا يلوم الريح So what is obligatory upon a person, binding upon a person, is that he does not blame the wind. وَلَا يَلُومُ غَيْرَهَا And he does not blame anything else besides the wind. إِنَّمَا يَلُومُ نَفْسَهُ Rather he should blame himself. Look at your own state of affairs if some calamity or difficulty occurs to you. And this is what Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned too. When oppression occurs to you, somebody transgresses upon you. Then the first thing is not that you look toward the one who transgressed upon you and oppressed you. The first thing, look at your own self. Look at your own state. Perhaps it is your sinning and your disobedience and your lack of fulfilling the commandments that has allowed this person to transgress upon you. So examine yourself even if another has transgressed upon you. Perhaps it is your own shortcomings that are bringing about the people to be brave and bold upon you. فَالْوَاجِبْ أَنْ يَلُومَ نَفْسَهُ So what is upon you is to look at yourself, blame yourself. بِأَنْ يَرْجِعَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَيَتُوبَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَيَعْلَمَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ مَا قَدَّرَ عَلَيْهِ هَذِي الْمُصِيبَةِ إِلَّا بِسَبَبِ فِعْلِهِ وَمَعْصِيَتِهِ So you examine yourself and you return to Allah and you repent and seek forgiveness knowing that Allah has not decreed this upon you except due to your own sinning. فَيَتُوبِ إِلَى so you repent to Allah and hold yourself accountable. ثُمَّ يَنْسِبُ الْأَشْيَاءِ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الَّذِي قَدَّرَهَا بِسَبَبِ فِعْلِهِ عُقُوبَةً لَهُ وَأَوْجَدَهَا وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَمَرَهَا بِذَلِكِ And then after that, you hold yourself accountable. And then after that, you recognize that no doubt these affairs are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what has occurred to you. And it may be due to punishment upon you. Punishment upon you due to your shortcomings. So then the Prophet ﷺ said, فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمْ مَا تَكْرَهُونَ So if you see that which displeases you, يَعْنِي إِذَا رَأَيْتُمْ مِنَ الْرِيحِ مَا تَكْرَهُونَ If you witness something from the wind, experience something from it which you dislike, رَأَيْتُمْ شِدَّةَ الْرِيحِ وَقُوَّتَهَا you saw the strength of the wind, you felt the strength of the wind. And you fear that this wind may harm you, or that it may ruin your possessions and your uh, property and what you have. That it may down your trees and destroy your houses. Or maybe what you dislike from the wind is the coldness of it. Maybe there is severe cold that comes with it. Maybe sometimes the wind comes with extreme freezing temperatures. And maybe sometimes the opposite. It may be boiling hot the wind when it comes. Burns you with that wind. Tuhlik adnabat wa tuhlik thimar the strength of the coldness or the heat of the wind may destroy your agriculture. So these are all examples of things that you may dislike from the wind. But if you see these things that you dislike from the wind, then do what? What is the cure? فَالْعِلَاجِ تَقُولُ اللَّهُمَّ إِنَّا نَسْأَلُكَ مِنْ خَيْرِ هَذِهِ الرِّيحِ 
Oh Allah, we ask you from the best, from the goodness of this wind. وَخَيْرِ مَا فِيهَا And from the goodness that is within it. وَخَيْرِ مَا أُمِرَتْ بِهِ And from the goodness that it has been commanded with. وَنَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ هَذِهِ الرِّيحِ And we seek refuge in you from the evil of this wind. وَشَرِّ مَا فِيهَا And the evil within it. وَشَرِّ مَا أُمِرَتْ بِهِ And the evil it may be commanded with. This is the dua that you make attributing this wind to Allah. Recognizing that it is decreed by Allah, what occurs of it. فَدَلَّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْرِيحِ تُؤْمَرْ بِالْخَيْرِ وَتُؤْمَرْ بِالشَّرِ This narration therefore indicates the wind may be commanded with goodness, and it may be commanded with some evil, <coughs> to cause some affair to occur to the people as a test upon them, or a punishment upon them. Extreme coldness, extreme heat, extreme power and strength. So what do we benefit from this then? Firstly, al-mas'alatu al-ula an-nahi an sabbirrih. The impermissibility of abusing or cursing the wind. Because that is a deficiency in your tawheed. How? How is it a deficiency in your tawheed? To curse the wind. Because Allah created it and controls it. So when you're cursing the wind, in reality your curse is returning to Allah. Allah is the one who creates and controls the wind. Just like before when we said, when you curse time, in reality your curse is returning to Allah. Allah is the one who created that time and what occurs within it. Al-Mas'alatu thaniya the second issue that we learn here, the second affair, that the wind is... Commanded, it is commanded, it is controlled, commanded with good, perhaps commanded with evil as a punishment upon the people. Thirdly, what we benefit here is that the Muslims in times of difficulty are commanded to return to Allah in dua. In times of difficulty, return to Allah in dua, in supplication. And asking Allah for ease, asking Allah to remove that difficulty, asking Allah to bring you goodness and to keep you away from the harm, as you make this dua when you see the severity of the wind. Then the shaykh, he says, the obligation upon the duat, upon the callers, upon the scholars, is what? أَنْ يَهْتَمُّوا بِهَذَا الْأَمْرِ That they give focus and importance to this affair. They give focus and importance to this affair. وَأَنْ يُحَذِّرُ النَّاسِ And that they warn the people. وَأَنْ يُبَيِّنُوا لِلنَّاسِ And that they clarify for the people. وَأَنْ يَدْعُوا النَّاسَ إِلَى تَوْحِيدِ اللَّهِ and that they call the people to the Tawheed of Allah. وَأَنْ يَقُومُوا بِتَبْلِيغِ هَذَا الدِّينِ إِلَى النَّاسِ وَيُوَضِّحُوا الْعَقِيدَةِ عَلَى الْوَجْهِ الصَّحِيحِ الْخَالِسِ And that they are upright in disseminating, conveying this religion to the people, and clarifying the aqeedah upon the correct and pure manner. هَذَا هُوَ الْحَلِّ this is the solution. فَالَّذِي يُرِيدُ أَنْ يَحِلْ مَشَاكِلَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ هَذَا هُوَ الْحَلْ 
So a person who wants to bring a solution to the difficulties of the Muslims, this is the solution the Shaykh says. The solution is teach them their pure and correct religion. Teach them the pure and correct and upright aqidah. Teach them the reality of Tawheed so they do not go around cursing the wind and cursing time and cursing the affairs. And if only this and if only that. All of which indicates a deficiency and weakness in their Tawheed. So educate the people upon this Tawheed and that will rectify their situation and bring them peace in their heart that they would not recognize or realize otherwise. والآن كثرة كثرة الدعاء وكثرة الجماعات وكثرة التنظيمات. Nowadays the Sheikh says there are many out there دعات claiming to be دعات. Many groups out there, many organizations out there. لكن أين الجدوى وأين الثمرة؟ الشر يزيد والشرك ينتشر. But where are the fruits of all of this? The Sheikh says. So many people out there claiming to be du'at. You go to YouTube now, everybody's a da'i. Everybody's a sheikh. They all come completely unknown. Nobody knows where they studied, what they studied, what they know, what they don't know. They come start making YouTube videos, giving da'wah. Putting the title for themselves, a sheikh such and such. And they start talking about hadith and this and that. And you don't know who they are, where they studied, have they studied with the scholars, what have they learned, have they got any knowledge or not. So now the Shaykh says these people, the so-called du'at are many, everywhere. And these groups out there calling to da'wah as they claim many. Organizations, all types of organizations calling themselves da'wah organizations, many. But where are the fruits of all of this da'wah of this? The Shaykh says, where are the fruits of all of this da'wah of this? The evil continues to increase. Evil continues to increase. And the shirk continues to spread. لِأَنَّ الدَّعْوَاتِ هَذِهِ فِي الْغَالِبِ لَيْسَتْ عَلَىٰ أَسَاسٍ صَحِيحٍ Because these calls, these du'at, these organizations, these, uh, these groups, all of these people claiming to be organized for the purposes of da'wah, in reality their da'wah is not built upon the correct foundation. وَلَوْ كَانَتْ عَلَىٰ أَسَاسٍ صَحِيحٍ وَمَنْهَجٍ سَلِيمٍ فَوَاحِدٌ مِنَ الْمُخْلِسِينَ يَكْفِي عَنْ أَلْفْ دَعِيَةٍ If in reality their methodologies were built upon the correct foundations, all of these so-called du'at out there, and these organizations out there, if their da'wah was built upon the correct foundations, and the sound manhaj, manhaj salim, the sound methodology and manhaj, then one from amongst these people, one person upon this correct foundation, sound manhaj, would suffice a thousand of these so-called du'at out there today. Would be enough to cover, be more than to suffice a thousand of these so-called du'at out there today. كَمَا هُوَ مَعْرُوفٍ مِنْ سِيَرِ الدُّعَاتَ الْمُسْلِحِينَ وَالْمُسَلِّحِينَ الْسَابِقِينَ الْمُسْلِحِينَ That is known about the du'at who were righteous from the previous times. When you read the biographies of the great scholars from the past, and you see how one scholar in his whole area changed everything by the permission of Allah, due to them being sincere and upon the correct way. As for nowadays, then you have all types of people on all types of methodologies, 
claiming to be scholars and claiming to be students of knowledge, and in reality they are not. There are people out there, give you some examples to illustrate how so many people these days, they claim to be scholars, they claim to be students of knowledge. And in reality, they have nothing. They are nothing more than thugs of the streets. So you have, for example, the one known as Sheikh Asim Al-Hakim. This individual, Sheikh, everybody says Sheikh. Everywhere he looks Sheikh. He cannot be termed without the Sheikh. He is Sheikh. This one who speaks evil about some of our scholars, tries to be political about things. When he's asked about Sheikh Rabia, tries to be political. Oh, he's, he's a scholar, he's this, he's that. But I wouldn't really, I'd just stick to some of the other scholars. Try to be political, politically try to take the people away from Sheikh Rabia. Doesn't want to openly say I won against him. So he gives political replies, yeah, but maybe uh, in the likes of Sheikh bin Baz or something better stick to them. This individual claiming to be Sheikh, 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 or at least everybody else claiming for him that he is Sheikh, Sheikh, Sheikh. When he is prodded, some incidents occurred recently where some people, they were prodding him. Uh, what's the word? Inciting him. Provoking him. Uh huh. They were provoking him. Some people who have some problem with him, whatever their problem with him is, they were provoking him. So one individual says to him that were you an actor in a particular film or play or whatever it is, I don't know what it is, a cartoon, were you an actor in a cartoon? Obviously trying to belittle him and mock him. So what was this sheikh's reply? This sheikh, a sheikh of the religion, who answers questions for people and is supposed to be a Salafi sheikh, some random person provokes him. And if you see the types of things people say about Sheikh Rabia and the major scholars of our time today, you will see this comment is nothing. So when they got provoked, what was his response? When they said to him, Sheikh, were you the actor playing in that cartoon? Trying to make fun of him. He said, no, uh, I think it was probably your mother. Hmm? Sheikh, Salafi Sheikh, MashaAllah. They say Salafi Sheikh, Salafi Sheikh. These are the Salafi Sheikhs that they claim. And it is no wonder when you see them speaking against the real, the real Salafi Mashaikh, the likes of a Sheikh Rabia, this is their end result and this is what they are upon in reality. Another person provoked him. Another person provoked him and said to him, Sheikh, there's a, a mermaid, she became Muslim. Is she allowed to go to Hajj without a mahram? Bearing in mind, she can only swim there. She won't be going on land, plane, train. She's going to swim there. So is it allowed for her to go to Hajj without a mahram to swim there? Because she's a mermaid, became Muslim. Provoking him again. Again, this, mashallah, Salafi Sheikh with wisdom. What did he reply back? Because the person who tweeted him this had a profile picture. He was a Somali brother. Some Somali. So what did the Sheikh reply to him? He said, I wouldn't advise her to swim to hajj by herself without mahram because in the waters around your areas, your people, the pirates, will probably kidnap her. <laughs> Salafi Sheikh, MashaAllah. Salafi Sheikh. These are the people, these Hizbiyun promote to you as the Salafi Mashaikh. 
Is that the behavior of a sheikh? Is that the behavior of even a small student of knowledge? Let alone somebody who's supposed to be more senior. Is that even the behavior of a small student of knowledge? Even not a student of knowledge. An average person coming, learning Salafiyyah with the people of Salafiyyah, in the masajid of Salafiyyah, learning his religion. Is that the kind of comment he will make? A comment which is basically racism. You Somali pirates. That's what he says. Or uh, his words indicating that meaning. There's another individual. There's another individual. This other individual recently we're talking about this issue of these du'at who are supposed to be scholars and sheikhs and in reality they are not. An individual, imagine this situation now. It's a Friday, it's a Jum'ah, you're sitting there waiting for the khatib to come and give the Jum'ah prayer. You're sitting in the masjid, you're waiting for the khatib to come and give you the khutbah and the Jum'ah prayer to begin. In a Salafi masjid, you're sitting in a Salafi masjid, expecting the Salafi khatib to come and give the khutbah and to do the Jum'ah. So as you're sat there waiting, a person walks in, says to everybody, I am the khatib today, I am the invited khatib. I'm the khatib, uh, give me the mic, starts getting the mic, starts sitting on the, the pulpit, the member, he's going to give the khutbah, he's the khatib, he says. So he sits down, gets the mic, everything, and he's, he's going to start his khutbah basically any, any time, the adhan's going to happen, all that kind of stuff, the khutbah's going to begin. So he sits down, then people in the congregation looking at him, they realize, wait a minute, he's not the person who was invited as the khatib today, who's he? This person has walked into a random masjid where he was not invited, <coughs> sat down on the member, said to them, I'm the khatib, give me the mic, I'm going to do the khutbah. What would you think? What would you do? You would have to remove him. Say, so what are you doing? Get off the member. Who invited you? You're not in this masjid today. Nobody's invited you to give the khutbah. There's somebody coming. We have a khatib today giving the khutbah. Because this person had walked in by accident. He was actually supposed to be giving the khutbah in a different masjid. And he walked in and sat down, even though he'd been to the other masjid before. Imagine a khatib, he's never been to a, local, uh, to a particular area before. He gets invited uh, 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 to a mosque in Leeds. And he's never been to any of the mosques. So he's following a satnav, accidentally goes to a mosque, thinks this is it. He's never been there. You could excuse him. But if that person has been to that mosque before and given khutbahs and lectures there before, and then he gets invited back, it's like me now, I get invited to do the lecture here on a Sunday. I'm not going to walk into some hall down in town center and say, where is everybody? Because I know that's not it. I know it's here. And even when I walk in there, I'm going to recognize this isn't the room, this isn't what it looks like. So this person had been to the other mosque, still for some reason that is beyond our comprehension, he walked into this mosque, either he thought there's been some massive refurbishment or something, on top of that when he walked in, he didn't recognize people. He, obviously when you, a khatib is coming from outside, People are going to be there to greet him. And okay, brother, come in. He's a member. Do it now. Nothing. Still, he didn't, as they say, the penny didn't drop. Until the brothers saw him. And they realized in the Salafi mosque, this individual who upon absolute and utter stupidity hasn't realized that he's in the wrong masjid to where he's been invited. Even though he's been to that masjid before, he's walked into this mosque, which is not that masjid completely different place, and he's still not clocking on 
He's sitting down, he's going to give the khutbah. And that person was Abu Usama Dhabi. It was him, just this Friday. Walked in in Manchester, he was supposed to be going to the Hizbi Masjid, the Ma'rabis, those people who defend the innovator, the ones who cut the telephone line when Sheikh Rabia was giving a lecture. For, uh, no, no, uh, Sunnah, Masjid Sunnah. The ones who cut the telephone line. Sheikh Rabia was giving them a lecture, they cut the line. Because they knew he was about to advise them to leave Abu Hassan al Ma'rabi a few years ago. And they cut the telephone line. That's where Abu Sama goes, they're his people, his bees. It's written on the Everything. Ah, Salafi sent everything. So where his mind was, Allah Alam. So that's where he was supposed to go, to the Hizbis. He ended up walking into the Salafi Masjid, sitting down, still nothing, nothing clicking. Still nothing clicking. Wait, this is, this is completely different. The, who are these people in front of me? Um, I don't remember the member being here. Nothing, nothing clicking. It's all, yeah, this must be it. Let's sit down. Until the brother saw him and they kicked him out. He said, get out of the Masjid. What are you doing here? Then he realized... Then he realized, and the brother said he had all this bamboozled look on his face. Because the Hizbi Masjid, it is maybe barely a couple of hundred meters around the next street, a couple of streets away. So he obviously, complete confusion. Complete confusion. How much confusion can you have to walk into the wrong masjid? Looking at everything and you still can't work it out. This isn't the right place. Nothing clicks. Wait, I'm sure it used to look different. Nothing. Sit down, you're going to give the khutbah. So then he was removed. When he was removed, you know when he was removed? You might think now he's the one who should be embarrassed. Whose mistake is it? Us, or well, I wasn't there, but the brothers who were sitting there waiting for the khutbah, it's not their fault. He's walked into the wrong mosque, whose fault is it? His fault. So he should be ashamed now. Say, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and walk out. Instead, what does he do? He says, if you're in my masjid, because when they were all removing him now, saying, get out, you're not here, we have every right to remove you, you're not the khatib today. There's somebody else coming, our khatib is going to give the khutbah. Every right to say that. Even if, imagine a Salafi. Imagine a Salafi brother came in accidentally thinking it was his week to do the khutbah. And it was actually a different one. It would be the right of the, the shura, the congregation. No brother, it's the other one today, you sit down. Yes or no? no. Absolutely. Because the other khatib, it's his turn today. Even if it was a Salafi one. So let alone somebody like Abu Sama walks in. So him, they said, remove him. Get him out. They said, go, leave, leave. So they were leaving him. They were, they were directing him to the door. And he... Even though he was completely in the wrong here now, should have just admitted his mistake and walked out, he starts saying to them, if you were in my masjid, I'd crack your head. <laughs> this is the sheikh. That was the point I wanted to get to. This is supposed to be a student of knowledge. I'm going to crack your head. If you were in my masjid, I'd crack your head. MashaAllah, student of knowledge. Sheikh Abu Usama Dhabi. He's going to crack your head. This is the type of speech that comes from him. And then on top of that, there were other comments. The brothers are going to publish them. They'll let everybody know what happened. There were other comments. You were saying, I can get, I can become, I can become Jahiliya style on you if you want. <laughs> ah. All of this, the brothers will mention it. They'll, they'll highlight. Because look, in this instance now, this shows you the reality of these people. Sheikh, Sheikh, and student of knowledge, and Sheikh Abu Usama, and everybody screaming and shouting, Salafi publication, this, Salafi publication, that. You won't see this type of behavior. Walk, you're the one in complete 100% mistake. Just be quiet and go. No, still, still you have to be wrong even though I came to your mosque accidentally. You have to be wrong. It's your fault I did it. I'm going to crack your heads. And I'm going to be jahiliya on you. So this shows to you the reality. That's why Shaykh says, many people out there these days, hundreds, thousands, all of them are du'at, du'at, mashallah. Shaykhs and scholars and students of knowledge. And then when you see the reality of how they behave and how they speak, 
They may claim titles of shaykh and du'at for themselves. Their reality and their speech show something completely different. Their reality and speech does not show them to be shaykhs or students of knowledge. So we'll have to conclude that because of the Maghrib prayer. Hmm. So we'll leave it there. We'll carry it next week. Any, anything else? We can continue with it from next week, inshallah. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.